Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let us continue learning the fifth parak of Mishnah Yis Maestros, Mishnah Gimel, and Mishnah Dalin. This is a very similar mission that came up in Mishnah Shviyas, and that is the concern about selling or giving produce to someone who may be michshel, who may sin with them, who may not keep the appropriate halachas with them. A person cannot sell the produce. Even when it's still when it's, when it's still attached to the ground, you produce that's still attached to the ground, and it's once it's going to be picked, it's now ready to have trumas and maestros come off, and it's at the stage where trumas and maestros are supposed to be removed. One cannot give it to someone who's not trustworthy in the area of maestros, as in we can't cause them to sin. You can't cause someone to sin, and therefore you can't give this produce which you know or you're very concerned the person may not treat with the appropriate care and may not take off the appropriate tithes. You're not allowed to sell it to them. Similarly, again, this we know from Shviyas, you can't give produce to someone um, who's, who's a suspect to violate the laws of Shviyas. What happens in Bakru? What happens if you have a field and you notice that there are parts of the field, maybe the sun beats down and more than others, the, those produce are going to ripen earlier than the rest of the field. So now you have a field where you have some of the produce, some of the, the fruits in this field or vegetables in this field have reached the stage of where maestros are supposed to be taken off and the rest hasn't. If that's true, note this Bakurus, the owners can remove these early ripening produce. At that point, they can sell the rest of the crops to the person not trusted because at this point, it's, the field is not ready. Uh, the produce of the field is not ready to have Trumus and Maestros removed, and therefore he's not selling, direct, being the direct cause of this person not keeping the appropriate halachas because, it's, again, it's one step removed. Mishnah Dalad. Again, same, same, same situation. The person cannot sell straw. Straw is what's left over. You have the wheat and the kernels are on top. You have these long stems on bottom. When you cut off the wheat on top, the stems are considered straw. Vescafano, and that's the pulp left over from the olives. Vesogov, and the skins of pressed grapes. Lemishu, ain't to someone who's not trusted on maestros. Why? Because normally, why is a person buying what's seemingly the sediment, the leftover, the remainder? Because he hopes that he could squeeze the skins perhaps a little more and get a little more uh, grape juice out of this. Or he can squeeze the olives a little more and get a little more oil out of it. And therefore, if he does manage to extract grape juice or olive juice or wheat kernels from the remainder, that th those uh, extracted juices and wheat, chayev and mices, are going to be subject to trumas and mices, and you're going to cause this person now to sin because he's not going to do so. However, upatim in a truma. Says our Mishnah, what's the inference from here? The inference is that if you take off maestros from your uh, wine, let's say, and then you go ahead and squeeze the skins a little bit more and more wine comes out, you have to remove maestros from that as well. The maestro you removed initially doesn't cover what you, what you produce afterwards. That is only by maestro. However, upatim in a trumo, the, the juice and the kernels that you extract after from the skins and the leftover pulp and the and the straw, those are exempt from truma. So while it's chayv and meiser, it's potter in truma. Why shatorim belibo al Because the farmer, when he separates truma, he separates on everything. This that he separated already, this that he created already, and this that's still left in these husks, in the skin, in the leftover pulp. Valestadimin for the grain that's still left on the sides. And for the kernels that are left in the straw. So he had and he has in mind for the for the truma, but not for the mice. And the question is, what's the difference between trumas and mice? And the answer actually is very simple. When it comes to mice, 
there's a very exact amount you take a tenth off, and therefore you can only calculate a tenth if you know exactly how much you have. So when you have the wine in front of you, then you calculate a tenth of that. If you end up and manage to extract an additional wine from the skins, that was not part of original. You have to take a tenth off of the newly uh, extracted wine. Truma is different, as we recall from when we learned Truma. There's no exact measurement of Truma. Even a tiny bit counts, or a, four, a 40th, or a 50th, or a 60th, or a 30th, depending on Machlokas there. And because it's, there's no exact amount, so the farmer can easily say, I'm taking off whatever I'm going to end up producing. I'm taking off. I wish you all a wonderful day.